This presentation has been previously broadcast. Well, thanks for joining me. We'll pray the chaplet today together, and you are always welcome to dial in. The number here is 888-914-9149. I just want to let you know that um, something very special happened today for you and for your intentions. Uh, four times a year, uh, Mass is offered in the Chapel of the Nativity here at Relevant Radio for your intentions. Uh, if you are a prayer warrior of Mars, if you join me every afternoon to pray, uh, if you have signed up to become a Divine Mercy intercessor, and if you're not familiar with that, it's just something that the Lord put on my heart about a year or two ago that, you know, in addition to us praying every afternoon at three o'clock here, I said, wouldn't it be great if that same spiritual family throughout the day when they went to adoration or prayed the rosary or, or you know, went to mass or, or offered a sacrifice, if they would remember our spiritual family and their prayers. And I do that throughout the day. I'm always praying for you. I'm always remembering your needs. I'm always presenting them uh, to the Lord. And I thought, man, think of the constant flow of prayer that we get 24-7 for, for your needs. And anybody who signed up, I said, look, we'll have a mass offered for your intentions four times a year. But even if you are just a prayer warrior with me, you are remembered today in that mass. So um, there's nothing more powerful, more efficacious, uh, than the sacrifice of the mass. And uh, you know, I know grace is flowing when that happens. So uh, let's pray for you today. Let's lift up whatever your needs and whatever your intentions are. And uh, of course, I'll try to get as many calls as I can get on the air. But um, look, I, I don't want you to lose hope or faith. I want you to tap into the great power of prayer that we have here today with one another. And and we'll lift up your intentions. You can also send your intentions, if you didn't get through on the phone lines for some reason, to our Twitter page. And you can follow me at Drew Mariani Show. That's the show page. And you can post your intentions. Patrick Alog is going to be praying with me today. And he'll put um, he'll share some of your intentions there. You can email Drew at RelevantRadio.com. And I, I'd ask you also to do me a favor and send me your answered prayers. You know, I, I get so many of these. I wish you could see my inbox. I wish you could see these books. We have at Relevant Radio what... We call the wall of mercy. There's an image of St. Faustina and there's a divine mercy image. But there's two huge books laying on this table next to the diary of St. Faustina. And they are nothing but answered prayers. Nothing but the miracles that have come in through the chaplet of divine mercy. And they range from cancer to finances, from marriage to the missing. It's absolutely uh it's amazing and it's inspiring to me. But I, I value the fact that you can write, we'll keep your name out of it. But just share your story with us. Put answered prayer on the email and say, hey, I was praying for this intention. God answered it this way, or I couldn't believe the miracle that took place, or, or whatever it may be. So we'll lift that up. A couple of prayer intentions uh, that a few people have asked me to pray for. My producer, Tom, his mother-in-law. And Jean, if you are listening, I want to pray for you. She was listening to the program a couple days ago, and I think her phone rang. She got up out of her chair and fell, and she broke her hip. Uh, she's an older woman, and... Um, She's uh, She had to be in the hospital, so I just want to pray for her healing. And, and Lisa and Tim, I, I know that you are big prayer warriors here. Thank you for your email. They ask us to lift up their sister-in-law, Valerie. Uh, she's been battling cancel, cancer for the past four months, and they just received word that she doesn't have a whole lot of time. As scans have revealed that the cancer is especially aggressive, and it is spreading throughout her body. So they're asking for prayers. They're asking for strength for Val's sister, and especially for her daughter and 
she's an only child uh, who lost her father about 11 years ago to cancer, and their hearts right now are just broken, and they're asking the Lord to help this family that's being devastated and torn apart by, by marriage. Also, my producer Maggie's on the mend. I want to continue to pray for her. And uh, Dr. Janet Weigel, I want to pray for you. Uh, she wrote to me and says there are two special needs children in a marriage that she's praying for. One little girl's autistic, has emotional issues, and is now in a psychiatric program because she's falling apart. And the, the mother, the wife, uh, is devastated. Apparently, the, the father uh, has decided that the marriage is not worth staying in. And he's leaving the wife and the special need children. And uh, she's just asking that we lift up up the family. And let's pray for the conversion of this man, too. We'll, we'll lift them up. So, Oh, one final one, and then we'll pray. Uh, this comes in another email. I've, I've not heard this before. Could you please anonymously pray, ask the intercession for my 18-year-old son. He was caught in a sextortion screen, a scheme, a sextortion scheme. Uh, we're just praying that God reveals mercy and manifests it to my son, and that nothing more will come of this. Yeah, my heart goes out to any parent who's got to face that. That's got to be a very difficult situation. And so often kids that age, you know, boys, their brains aren't even finished developing until they're 25, 30 years of age. And that frontal lobe there, you know, boy, kids that age make bad decisions. So let's just, let's pray for them. Patrick joins me today on the Chapel of Divine Mercy. And Patrick, before we start, anything you want to lift up? Absolutely. I want to pray for my brother, Joseph, who is getting married next weekend. All right. So you'll be out of town. Uh, yes, great. I will next week. But yeah, blessings for him and his uh, fiance Blanca as well. All right, we'll lift them up. And uh, let's pray for your intentions now. If you're on hold, I'll do my best to get you on the air. And wherever you may be listening, whether you are in Europe or South Africa, Daphne in South Africa, thank you for writing. We're sending you the book on Divine Mercy. And wherever you're listening around the world or around the country, uh, we'll unite as children of God and we'll invoke his mercy. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You expired, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls. And the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O font of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin, Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell on the third day. He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. All right, let's take our first call today. It comes from Rose, praying with us in the City of Angels in California, Los Angeles. Good afternoon, Rose. 
Oh, hi. Good afternoon, Drew. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. I am in desperate need. I have a um, brother who's 58. He's been suffering from a movement disorder for many, many years, anxiety and depression. And nothing seems to work. <laughs> I really need your prayers. <laughs> and I lost my husband seven months ago. My sister-in-law died for brain cancer. <laughs> Please pray for us. Look, we're here for you. We are here for you. And like I know how I know how distraught you are. God hears your prayers and he he's moved by those tears. You know, he, he really does. Uh, gosh, my heart breaks for you. I, I can't tell you. I know that when you go through difficult times like this, I often think of how the Lord sometimes gives us this abundant harvest of trials. And, and all the great saints said this. Saint Ignatius Loyola said that if you go through this, it's a sign of great holiness that God desires you to attain. And I know he's with you here. So I want to pray for your broken heart, the loss of your husband. Uh, I want to pray for your brother, 58 years old, to suffer with that disorder. I want to pray for all of your intentions. And look, know that God can, can reverse these situations. Be faithful to him in these difficulties, okay? Be faithful to him. Trust in him. You know, just trust in the Lord. He's going to get you through it, Rose. Lord, I just ask for mercy on her for these difficult situations that face so many. And I pray, I pray for those who mourn, those who've lost spouses, those who've lost children, those who've lost parents, those who've lost loved ones, Lord. And I just ask for your mercy as we invoke, we invoke your mercy. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and in the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and in the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and in the whole world all right rose is uh who's up next rosie in black earth wisconsin hi rosie good afternoon good afternoon drew and thank you for taking my call i just wanted to give a call for a call of thanksgiving well, i called God. in a week ago last friday and asked for prayers for my brother Dave, who was um, in the hospital, and he was put on a ventilator as of last Friday. And he was actually taken off yesterday. Yeah, that's great. uh, I also want to request prayers for our son Mark, who's been battling pneumonia and bronchitis. And now our grandson went to the hospital last night. He's 12, and he was in seizuring. He was seizuring, so I want to pray for them also. And thank you, and I'm enjoying your book of Divine Mercy. It's very powerful. Well, thank you, Rosie. I appreciate it. Say a prayer for me when you read it, okay? I, I appreciate that. Uh, let's pray for you. Thank you for the good news. I'm delighted that, you know, uh, ventilators are not always a good thing. They tend to be a pretty bad sign when it comes to COVID, but the fact that he was taken off it, that's, that's such great news. So I want to give th- thanks to God for your call. And I remember your call because I remember the city, Black Earth, Wisconsin. I always love the names of the towns and in Wisconsin, it's great, 
great names. Freedom, independence, such wonderful names. Uh, Lord, I pray for Rosary, Rosie and all the intentions that she has just brought forward. And I unite her prayers to those who are now praying with me, those in difficult health situations, Lord. Uh, I also want to pray this decade in Thanksgiving for the way you answer our prayers, sometimes very vividly and very quickly, very promptly. Other times, I know you ask us to wait to carry our cross just a little bit longer. And I just ask for the grace and the fortitude to do that, never to lose hope, never to lose trust, but to know that you are with us and that you're going to bring good out of our situation. So we pray, Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. All right, Carol in Jacksonville, Florida. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Drew. Um, can you hear me? I can, yeah. Thank okay. you. Um, I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm calling for my brother, uh, sister-in-law's uh, daughter's child that um, has had a, had a baby boy three weeks ago. He's in Wilson's Children's Hospital in Jacksonville, and he's going to have to be transported to um, Austin, Texas for surgery on his heart. And they're waiting for one final approval to get him on the plane to Austin and um, have a lot of people praying and we're praying for a miracle that everything will go well. Well, Carol, how old is he? Three weeks old. Oh my gosh, it's too little for a surgery like that. Yes. Well, let's pray. We'll put him in the hands of our Lord. That's what we'll do right now. And and Lord, I'm going to ask for a miracle here. I'm going to ask that this little baby amaze these doctors. We, we pray, Lord, if it's through medicine and through surgery, you bring healing. I thank you for that. I thank you for the gift of our intellect and technology. But Lord, I do ask for your divine touch. And I just give you this child. I give you in particular these parents who must be just torn apart over this. I give you all those who are praying too, Lord, that they may see the fruit of their prayer for this child. And I pray for all those children right now in the PICUs and the NICUs. I pray for those in the ICUs, those who are recovering pray for those who need treatment and surgery, Lord. I bring all these souls to you, and I, on this deck, I'd really just ask for your healing grace to reach these souls. Just as we've seen so many miracles and lords in so many places and through so many men like Father Ubald, I ask that through the chapel today, healing take place. Patrick is on our Twitter page, and let's bring in a few of those intentions for our final decade. We'd like to remind, we'd like to remind our listeners as well, even if we don't pray for your uh, Twitter, men, Twitter prayer on air, they're still prayed for nonetheless. Yep. Uh, we have Luis, who's praying for a family friend of his who is five months pregnant, and there's a tiny hole in the baby's heart, so prayers for the baby and the mother. Uh, Julie's praying for a favorable outcome to an upcoming legal issue. Mary Jo is praying for her family to not get COVID and for the country to restore its faith in God. Jackie is praying for her niece who is in critical condition due to liver failure. And just like Carol from Jacksonville, Christy is also praying for healing for a four-month-old niece. 
Well, yeah, I was thinking about that baby with a hole in the heart. We had a prayer probably three, four years ago of a family that called up and the baby had a hole in its heart. And they prayed the chaplet when they went back and the doctors went to scan it again. They were going to perform some sort of surgery. The hole had just co totally closed up. So we see the fruit of this prayer and God can certainly answer all these prayers. Lord, I, I give you these situations again and I give you those who pray with me as we turn to you. Eternal Father. We offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world all right Stephen is praying in Florida Stephen good afternoon uh, good afternoon Drew thank you for taking my call uh, I wanted to pray for my father who passed away this morning it, at three o'clock and also um, prayers of thanksgiving because my only prayer for the last week was that my mother would be able to see him oh. <laughs> before he passed oh i'm sorry oh, sorry no it's all right <laughs> she, I she, get it. She last night, so. how are you holding up how are you doing Stephen? Right. well Bye. look brother we're here for you we're going to pray. You have your entire spiritual family. We're going to pray for your entire family, your mother. We'll pray especially for the soul of your father. I'm, I'm really, really sorry for the loss that you're going through. I know what it's like to lose a father, and it is difficult to lose a parent. And I just, Lord, I, I give you, Stephen, I give you those who mourn. And I just ask that in these difficult days ahead that your peace, your presence, your love, and your mercy can be felt. I pray for those who've gone before us. I pray for all the souls in purgatory, and I pray in particular for the hour of our own death. Lord, that you'll meet us, not as a just judge, but as a merciful Savior. The St. Faustina wrote in her diary, I think it was diary entry 1684, she said, you know, pray for your loved ones, especially those who've died, even if they died many years ago, right? Um, we should never conclude a, a soul is lost, even if they lived kind of a wild life or not a good life, or they didn't have the priest at the bedside. Jesus said this to St. Faustina. He says, there are moments and there are mysteries of the divine mercy. He says, over which the heavens are astounded. There are moments and there are mysteries of the divine mercy over which the heavens are astounded. He says, let our judgment of souls cease for God's mercy upon them is extraordinary. God is so merciful. And if you've lost somebody, let's pray for them right now. If somebody's approaching death now, they're in hospice, and they've given a short time, let's pray for them. And Lord, I pray for those, those 105 souls this minute that will die, those 6,000 plus souls that will die this hour. I ask that you meet them as a merciful Savior. 
Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. I'll try to grab a call or two more here, a couple calls. Colleen, uh, Colleen is listening in St. Paul, Minnesota. Hi, Colleen. Good afternoon, Drew. Thank you so much for taking my call. You're um, first, I would like prayers for my husband for his back and nerve pain. His uh, spine is disintegrating, and oh he's in gosh. a lot of pain. And well, I ask for healing terrible. for my rare blood disease, if it is for the good of my soul. I am allergic to basically everything, including foods. So wow. there's only a handful of foods that I can eat. And I ended up having to retire from my job in healthcare. And there's no disability because this is a rare disease, and a lot of doctors don't know about it. So well, I'm sorry I just to ask for prayers for healing. But what a cross! What an unbelievable cross you have! I am so sorry that you and your husband are going through this. Uh, let's pray right now, Colleen. And and I love you. The beauty of your prayer, you know, that you're willing to. If it's for the good of your soul, carry this. But I can't imagine being allergic to everything. I'd even be able to, to eat certain foods. But you know what I love about this prayer? You know, blood disorders can be healed. We saw that in the scripture, you know, the hemophiliac who touched the hem of Christ. And what was it? It was, it was her trust. She knew she didn't even have to ask. And Christ felt power leave him. He felt it just emanate from his body. He turned in that crowd and he said, who touched me? The apostles looked at him like, what are you talking about? You have any people are pushing on us right now? And yet... He identified the woman. Her, she was healed. Her faith, her trust healed her. And Lord, I just pray right now for those with blood order disorders, those with hemophilia, those who have rare diseases. I pray for those degenerative bone diseases right now, osteoporosis and osteoporina and all the other diseases that people are having, cancer in the bone. I ask for that healing. I pray for those with nerve problems, neuropathy. I, I just pray for this man, this, this, this spouse of 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 Colleen who's calling in right now. I just ask for healing. I just ask again for miracles in this hour. And I trust in you and I know you can do this. And I thank you for the way you will hear these prayers. Let me include Robert in the call too. He's praying in San Marcos, California. Hi, Robert. Good afternoon. Hello. Uh, my prayer intention is for my sister who had throat surgery for cancer. And then later on now they've discovered uh, cancer in her breast. I've got my brother who's facing serious, serious pain self-esteem problems, mm. uh, very serious self-esteem problems. And then my other brother, Chris, has discovered prostate cancer. So if y'all could pray for those three, I mean, they're so dear to my heart. Yeah, I would be honored to do that, Robert. And we'll pray for you, too, and for all of your intentions. Let me sneak Nikki in here, too. She's in Hyattsville, Maryland. Hi, Nikki. Oh, thank you so much for squeezing me in. I'm calling for courage for people in pain. I, I, I meet a lot of people that are in pain, 
And the only thing I know how to fix them is to pray. I have a little ballerina, 14-year-old friend in Utah who has to have her legs broken because they're twisted the wrong way and it's causing a lot of pain. I don't know how to pray for it or her, but I hope that God can help her through it. I know it can. You got it, Nikki. You don't have to have the right words. You just have to pray from the heart. That's all prayer is. It's opening your heart to God, invoking his mercy, trusting in his goodness. And Lord, right now, I just give you everyone on hold, Christy and Anna and Christina and Anne and Nick and Gabriella and Teresa and Stephen and everyone that we couldn't get to, everyone who's written to us, everyone united to me in prayer. And I thank you for this gift of the chaplet and this time of prayer together. And I thank you, Father, for the way you are working. I intercede on behalf of all those right now who carry these heavy crosses. Together we pray, Eternal Father. We offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrow. Passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God. Holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. Holy God. Holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless, and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, please look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us, so that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Our Lady Queen of Heaven, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Help, pray for us. Mother of Mercy, pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. Our Lady of Palestine, pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful, pray for us. Saint Joseph, Pray for us. Saint Faustina. Pray for us. Saint John Paul II. Pray for us. Saint Peregrine. Pray for us. Saint Jose Maria Escriva. Pray for us. Saint Patrick. Pray for us. Blessed Michael Sapochko. Pray for us. And all you holy souls in purgatory. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you all for praying with me. It's such a delight. Let's continue to pray for each other. You know, later in the day when you talk with the Lord. Remember your spiritual family here. We're going to continue to pray for your needs and for your intentions. I'll continue to offer what little sacrifices or sufferings I may have on your behalf as well. And just know and trust in God's goodness. He will always, always prevail. I'm going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to address a topic that um, might be an eye-opener to some of you. Um, Human cell product labeling. It sounds bizarre, right? Believe it or not, these are used in some very common products that you might be using. There is a move right now for a human cell product labeling act. 
And uh, I'll get you plugged into all the details. Stay with me. Tweet us your prayer intention anytime on Twitter at Drew Mariani Show. Relevant Radio runs on horsepower. Your horsepower. Donate any vehicle and keep your station running. Join in with thousands of other listeners who have given their unused vehicles at relevantradio.com slash car. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Now. On Relevant Radio. Right now. On Relevant Radio. You know, thanks for joining me. It is good to talk with you, good to pray with you, good to hang out with you, and I always like to pull back the veil and give you a look at something you may not necessarily hear in the mainstream media or be plugged into, and I hope that's why you tune into Relevant Radio. I hope you like the perspective we're able to give to you. This show in particular tries to take a look at the news and issues of the day, shine a moral truth, a moral light on those issues, and and also just debate some of these these particular issues of uh, of our day, try to come to a deeper understanding of the truth. There are some things out there that, uh, yeah, by doing this show, I actually discovered or at least came to, to learn about. And uh, some of those are, are ethical issues like fetal cells in medical products. And I do want to talk to you a little bit about that. Dr. Stacy Trasankos and her husband, Jose, are going to be joining us. Uh, coming up in just a moment here, and uh, we'll get plugged in. You're welcome to join me too anytime. You know the number, right? It's 888 Feel free to, to dial in and join the conversation. I was thinking about this a little bit earlier as I was driving into the studio. You know, one of the biggest concerns that people have about uh, these mRNA vaccines, you know, these this new technology being used to, to develop and, and deal with COVID-19, and we debated it. I had uh, Stacy, I had Dr. Trisenko's on with me uh, in the past talking about the fact that some of these were not really a moral choice. You know, like I, I personally wouldn't have taken the J&J vaccine, although I know, you know, and we can get into this coming up here. I've got colleagues that have. Um, there are, you know, so some were, were, were actually tested, some were manufactured in fetal cell lines. Jo- Johnson & Johnson vaccine was actually developed using that cell line. It was developed using it. So a lot of controversy arose over that one with uh, with a Catholic priest who was no medical or he had no you know scientific background. And he claimed that if you have a problem with the vaccines because of those cell lines, then you have a problem with the most modern medicine, including things like, let's say, Tylenol, right? Have you taken Tylenol today? How about aspirin, Tums, you know? Uh, you know, the, the claim really doesn't hold up under close you know, scrutiny. But but it has been used by pharmaceutical giants like Pfizer to try to get people with religious objections to the you know, to their their vaccine maybe to change their minds. But uh, look, it all points to a much larger problem, right? Modern medicine is relying on a lot of fetal cells for its research. So five or six years ago, um, you, you remember David Daleiden who was arrested and had to go through all those court proceedings because he exposed pan, Planned Parenthood. They were selling body parts. Right, they'd go to these abortion clinics. They accumulated uh, all these body parts from abortions, and the, you know, and you know, they'd uh, they basically sell those body parts. Fundamentally, I don't want to be too macabre here, um, but uh, they a lot of research labs across the country used them, and um, you know, anyone focused on Planned Parenthood's grisly practice, or if you followed any of this, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but what very few people did was to wonder, well, what happens? You know, who's buying them? You know, 
what are they what are they doing with them? It turns out places like the University of Pittsburgh are buying them to do things like insert these fetal cells into mouse embryos and then experiment on those humanized mice. Yeah, Pitt isn't the only place. I'm not going to throw stones just at the U of P there, but um, you know, there's 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 a lot of other places that do this too, and it's it's not the only abominable kind of thing that's being done. I won't drill into it all, but I just putting it on your radar. Uh, my guest today, and I invited them here to talk to us about this, just to fill you in on how it's being used, what we're now seeing, whether or not it's ethical for us to take vaccinations that have been, you know. Uh, you know, either cultivated in or tested in these fetal cell lines. And it's a delight to have with me uh, Dr. Stacy Trisankos and her husband, Jose. They've been tracking down what's been happening with these parts. They head up a wonderful organization. It's called Children of uh, Children of God for Life. It's COG for Life. C-O-G for Life.org is a website. Children of God for Life. Easy way to remember. COG for Life. You can check it out. They, there's a lot there. Um, and and this organization, Children of, uh, of God for Life, they advocate for ending the use of aborted children in science. My, my question is, and we'll talk to them about it, will we ever see that? Are, are we too far down this road? Is it too hard to get the toothpaste back in the tube right now? Uh, I say no. I, I think we can do it. And I think today's a great day to start, right? And I know you've heard Stacy on the program many times. Uh, she's been on Timmer's show as well. And Jose is a PhD in mathematics from uh, the Air Force Institute of, of Technology, and it's good to have him with us as well. I want to welcome you both. Stacy. always good to have you back. Thank you for being here, Doctor. Oh, it's my pleasure, and I, I'm so glad you get to meet my better half here. Yeah, and Doctor, it's good to have you with us as well. Thank you for being here, Jose. Uh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. So let's talk about this. This is news to a lot of people. I, you know, and I, I do know when it comes to the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccine and even J&J, the church and the USCCB did say at one point in time, you know, those are your only alternatives. Uh, you know, you can certainly get it. The, the proximity to or the remoteness to the, the evil act is so far removed that you can go ahead and do that. Um, let's, let's, I don't know who to, let me start with you, Stacey. Let's talk about the theology behind this. I mean, or maybe before we do that, let's talk about the practice. Um, give us some examples, if, if you could, as to how these aborted fetal cells are being used and what kind of products people might actually be using. Well, it's mostly in pharmaceuticals because these are human cells and any time a pharmaceutical product needs to be tested to see how it will work or do its thing in a human cell, these are very consistent. They're, you know, all the cells are exactly the same and if you buy them one year and you buy them two years later, you can be assured that they're going to be the same. Um, so th this is a, a regular immortal cell line that keeps repeating and, and growing that can be purchased and used. Um, and, and the thing I always want to add in, it's not just the fetal cell line that's been growing from that one aborted child back in the 70s. Mm -hmm. there, there's an even bigger issue with, with, with children aborted today used in the development of, of research and medical knowledge and leading to products and cures. So it's it's the cell lines are only the tip of the iceberg. This is this is a big problem. That's why we started raising, you know, doing more of what we could to help raise awareness with all the other great organizations that are doing this work. Yeah. And, and uh, Jose, your thoughts on this as well. I'd love to get your take. Uh, well, um, an industry has grown up around abortion and uh, aborted uh, aborted fetal tissue, and it's a mature industry. It's very well it, it's it's very well financed. Very well funded. 
Um, and when you mention Planned Parenthood, uh, Planned Parenthood doesn't warehouse the parts. Um, you know, they, they actually serve an articulated need. Hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a process around it. They have to work very quickly because what, what most people don't realize, and, and there's been an argument out there that says all these cell lines could have been, uh, could have been established from the tissues of a miscarriage. Well, that, that's just not possible. You, you, you can't establish a living cell line from dead tissue. Um, <laughs> Excuse me, but uh, you know the use of these cell lines um, uh, is is actually is very broad and very common in biomedical research. A few years ago, there HEK two ninety three was the first immortalized um, aborted um, aborted fetal cell line. Today, we have one thousand five hundred and fifty nine different cell lines and variations of HEK two ninety three. So, um, this is this is a growing industry. Um, and I agree with what you said. I think there, you know, today is a great uh, is a great place to start because technology continues to improve. There are alternatives out there. I'm not a I, you know I'm I'm not a biochemist, but uh, it, you know there are cell line alternatives that have been used very successfully in, in pharmaceutical um, research and development. So let's talk about that. And feel free to jump in. I won't throw to either of you, Stacy or, or Jose, whoever wants to respond. Okay. Feel free to. But I, I'm just I'm just curious. Um, it's almost like the horse is out of the stable, the toothpaste is out of the tube, so to speak. There's so many different lines, so many different products being used. Um, and, and I'm with you. I, I do think it's never too late to start. We can certainly start. But what's the incentive to do that? Even like our MMR, you know, the, those vaccinations that you've given to your kids, um, they have these tainted lines in them. And, and now you've got the church also saying, hey, well, look, it's far enough removed. Um, where are we right now, and what would it take to to Because I'm all about using ethical vaccines or ethical, um, you know, research and and and, and development. How, how do we get there? I mean, as, as you, Jose pointed out, there's think of how many lines we currently have, how many products that are currently in use. I, I don't know how we do that. I'd love your thoughts on on where we go from here. How do you change that? Well, it, it's something that keeps us. I mean, you know, it. We walk around our house all day together working talking about this because we, you know, we started doing this work because we felt kind of helpless back when our children were growing up. And Drew, you and I have talked about that before. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's not just the cell lines being used in R&D and, you know, it's used in so many places, like a pharmaceutical company could even get away with saying, well, it's not in my product, even though they used it back in the research phase. Right, right. But what, what really scares me or, or makes me feel Hopeless or helpless, although I know we, we are people of faith and we don't give up. But the, the bigger issue is that they are using the, these bodies of these children. They're using them in so much fundamental research right now to understand at a genetic level how a zygote becomes a fully formed human body. They're, they're taking, at all stages of life, they're taking cells from all the different tissues and organs in a body and trying to map them out. Um, and the reason they're doing that, they say, is to, quote, cure most pediatric diseases. So, you know, it, it looks like we're headed toward a day when the most well-meaning pro-life person could be sitting in a doctor's office trying to get some life-saving cure for their child who has leukemia or something and not even realize that research wouldn't be here but for abortion. Um, so we're just trying to raise awareness about the whole thing, like, like, guys, stop using 
these children. Like, don't kill them, don't use them. And, um, you know, I don't see how that industry that, that Jose was talking about would ever stop as long as abortion's legal. But, you know, he and I just kind of look at each other and we're like, we're in our 50s and 60s now. We are going to spend the rest of our life fighting this and do whatever we can to make sure that we leave the world a better place for our kids and grandkids. That's awesome. I appreciate it. All right. Our guest today, Dr. Stacy Trusankos and her husband, Jose, uh, taking a look at, uh, well, human cell lines and the products are used in. There is... Um, a possible labeling act that's going to come out. And, and I don't know how informed you are on that. And I'll grab a few phone calls too. We got a call from Maui and some other places that I want to bring into the conversation here. But I, I'm, I'm just curious as to, um, you know, there's a lot of people who are buying products, as you point out, pharmaceuticals, there's makeup, there's things along those lines. They have no clue whatsoever that these are derived or tested in these aborted fetal lines. Uh, what do you know about the act that's being proposed and, and what kind of awareness is out there right now? I bet a lot of people are hearing this perhaps for the first time. Well, um, uh, labeling actually, well, people have been thinking about this for a while, and the idea actually is um, uh, has has taken um, varying shapes uh, in a number of different locations. But the the um, the intent is very simple. I think awareness uh, is something that could that, that could possibly have profound effects. Um, you mentioned, and correctly so, that people really don't understand to the extent, uh, you know, to what extent aborted fetal cell lines or aborted fetal tissue are used in products. Um, and um, you know, we have uh, we have some companies that voluntarily put labels on on their products that say this product is animal safe, or this product is non-GMO. Right. Uh, if similar labeling uh, were to be placed on products that uh, that were uh, developed with aborted fetal cell lines, I think manufacturers would start to see the impact on the bottom line, and that ultimately changes behavior. Now, I, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, California Proposition, Proposition 65. No, I'm not. Okay. Um, have you ever noticed a warning label on a product? That, yes. that says the state of California has determined yeah. that contents of this product may cause cancer. They're on everything in California. It's on everything. That's right. On everything. That's, a, yeah. that's exactly right. And this is. Uh, I mean, we're 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 going to we're we're going to borrow a page from that book um, because uh, California is the nation's largest market. Uh, yeah. Texas is the nation's second largest market. Uh, uh, and that law was passed in California. If you're a manufacturer and you're putting labels on your product, and California has this special has this special requirement, you're not going to split your production line into two lanes where the California stuff goes over here, and the other 49 states go over here. You're going to put the same label on everything. Right. Um, and it's been out there for almost two decades now. If we do the same thing with uh, products that were produced, researched, or, or developed or tested using aborted fetal tissue, then everybody becomes aware. And that and that may very well change behavior. That sounds great. Well, look, uh, Jose, let me hold it right there. Uh, Stacy, as well. I'm going to take a short pause. When we come back, we'll take your calls. Mary in Maui, you're on deck. If you want to get into the conversation, feel free to do that. The number here is 888 Gives you direct access to our conversation. It's always good to have you here uh, with us. We're taking a look at uh, using human fetal cells in uh, all sorts of product developments, everything from your cosmetics to your vaccinations. 
We'll be back. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Well, good afternoon and welcome. It's good to be with you today. I'm so grateful to be able to spend my afternoon with you. I'm grateful you can tune in. If you're just joining us, I came across a report that there is support right now for the Human Cell Product Labeling Act. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with that at all. I think it's an important act, and it's one that um, we'll see if it gets any traction. Uh, right now, if you are using a, a vaccine, um, one you may have given your children, maybe your COVID vaccine, uh, quite often these vaccines were either developed or they were tested with human cell lines, and the origins of those were from a from a child that was killed in an abortion many years ago. And, and the been a lot of medical products developed uh, you know, via the newer embryonic stem cell lines. There's been a lot of other products as well. A lot of people argue um, that you know, COVID-19 vaccines were developed or tested with cell lines, um, but it's so far removed from that act that it's ethical and it's moral to use. And of course, the bishops and the Pope have, have said the same thing. So a lot of Catholics go ahead and get vaccinated. I'm not here to talk necessarily about those aspects of it. My question is, uh, what do we do now? Where do we go now? Uh, the chairman of the Committee on the Doctrine and the Committee on Pro-Life Activities of the United States Conference, uh, the Conference of Catholic Bishops, they issued a document, I think it was last year, maybe the year before, I think it was 2020, and they made this case. I just want to share a quick line out of it, and we'll go back to our guest today, Dr. Stacy Trisankos and her husband, Jose. Uh, for the most part, they say this, quote, we bishops and all Catholics and men and women of goodwill must continue to do what we can to ensure the development, production, and distribution of a COVID-19 vaccine without any connection to abortion and to help change what has become a standard practice in much medical research, a practice which certain morally compromised cell lines are routinely routinely used as a matter of course, no, uh, with no consideration of the moral questions concerning the origins of those lines. And, and it goes on. It talks about how replacing illicit products with ethically developed products should ultimately be the goal. And then eventually we should have a legal ban on any unethical product produced from an abortion. I have thousand percent behind that. You know, uh, how widespread is the problem? That's what we're looking at today. And is it possible uh, to make a change? There is right now a... Uh, there's a, a piece of legislation called the Human Cell Product Labeling Act that's underway, and I hope it gets some traction. My guests today have dedicated their life to raising awareness to this and trying to bring a change. And, you know, it may seem impossible, but it's not. Uh, so often it just takes the courage, the fortitude, and the efforts of people like the Trisankos uh, to make a change. I'm grateful for what you're both doing. Uh, do you have support behind you uh, in terms of your efforts? I mean, where are people? I, I'm assuming your bishop, Bishop Strickland there, is a big yeah. advocate as well. What, what are you seeing? And, and I, I think the greatest challenge is lack of awareness. People don't know how these products are being mm -hmm. used. We, we have a tremendous amount of support. I mean, especially that's one of the good things that came out of COVID is that this issue, which has it's been an issue for parents with kids getting vaccines since 20, 25, 30 years ago. But the COVID issue really brought this to the forefront of people's minds. So many people did not know. And there is tremendous support, Drew, on, on the Children of God for Life website. We crossed, you know, it's a little website that we crossed the 3 million mark on views, um, and half of that came just in 2021. 
Um, and yeah. Father Mark Goring had get, made a video to bring awareness to the group. So what, there's a lot of support. There's a lot of Catholics yeah. that didn't know about this. A lot of people, not just Catholics, but a lot of people. Um, we we hear from people who aren't even Christian. Wow. They didn't know about this, and, and they're upset, and they want to do something. And that is the first step. And so we're, we would appreciate prayers because we're trying to figure out what to do next and how to actually take actions that will make a difference. Raise awareness and then act. Let's grab a few phone calls. You know how it works for a limited time here. Mary has been waiting, uh, listening in beautiful Maui. Uh, Mary, good afternoon. You're on the air with uh, Stacy and Jose Trisankos. Good afternoon, doctors and Drew. And um, one of my questions is when a product has a label that says it's not animal, but human, is that a voter tissue or is just, you know, the kind of cells? And also, how did we go about to finding out what are the products most uh, available that are using this kind of tissue? And um, That's a good question. What's the new thing on vaccines, if there's anything Morally obtain. All right, a lot, lot, three things there. Uh, I don't know who wants to respond to that, but the last two really intrigued me. I mean, what's the latest on a, a morally ethical uh, vaccine? And of course, where do you find out whether or not aborted fetal cell lines were used in the manufacturing of the product that you're using? Well, um, uh, our sources are what the scientists wrote down. Uh, we uh, we're both comfortable navigating the scientific literature. Um, and we search through um, uh, we search through the scientific literature to find those answers. It's typically described in the methods and, and materials sections. Or most of these papers are put together in, in kind of the same general form. And uh, uh, you know, once once you get used to it, um, it, uh, it it's still time consuming, but uh, it's it's manageable. And that's one of the things that 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 we stress uh, that we stress in, in how we approach what we do with Children of God for Life. Uh, we look for we we look for credible and authoritative sources. It's it's not a matter of opinion, and there's no sensationalism in it. It just is. The scientists wrote it down. There it is. Um, so you know that's one question. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the other, what type of products? Mm -hmm. uh, how do we determine that? Uh, you know, it's interesting. You opened the show. Uh, your introduction to the show was uh, uh, you, you mentioned Tylenol, right. and those things have been alleged. Uh, and just just in case some of your listeners are out there going through their medicine cabinet, throwing things in the trash, stop. Right. <laughs> right. Um, you know, because w one of the things that we run into is that there's this there's this difficulty associated with precisely defining what you're talking about. And Tylenol, most people don't know this, but acetaminophen, or paracetamol, uh, was discovered one century before the establishment of the, of the first aborted fetal cell line, wow. 1877. Aspirin was discovered in 1853. Uh, those, those products were discovered, developed, and brought to market well in advance of the technology even existing. So, um, you know, we do need to be careful about that. We need to be precise in our language. Yep. Stacey, do, do you have anything and, to add? And I think she asked about what are some ethical COVID vaccines that are coming. Yep. And, and that's a great question because um, there, are two, there are two vaccines right now that are available in dozens of nations. Now, very quickly, what are the names here. of them? What are the, very, what are the names of them? 
Covaxin, and Sinopharm. All right. I got to hold it right there, guys. I'm up against the clock. Stay with me. I'll be back with more.